Welcome to Holding Down the Fort, a podcast show dedicated to curating knowledge, resources, and relevant stories so military spouses can continue to make confident and informed decisions for their families. Because, let's face it, we know who's really holding down the fort. I'm Jen Amos, a Gold Star daughter, a veteran spouse, and your host for today's show. Let's get started. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of Holding Down the Fort. I'm your host, Jen Amos, veteran spouse and gold star daughter. And as always, I'm excited to have another episode because it means that I get to interview another incredible person in our military community. Of course, before I do, I always like to share a couple of announcements. First and foremost, I highly encourage you to subscribe to our newsletter, especially if you have enjoyed our past guests. Our newsletter curates knowledge, resources, and relevant stories through the contributions of our past guests on this show. If you want to go beyond the interviews of our guests here, I encourage you to sign up for the newsletter and see what else they have to share for our amazing community. You can check out the show notes of this episode or visit holdingdownthefortpodcast.com to subscribe to our newsletter. Secondly, Holding Down the Fort podcast is brought to you by the company I work for, U.S. Vet Wealth. At U.S. Vet Wealth, we take a different approach to financial services. We focus on educating and empowering veterans and their families on how to have personal autonomy in their lives with three simple concepts to guide us, identity, self-development, and financial control. I've talked often in the recent episodes of our pillar, self-development, and the way that we are helping veterans and military spouses with self-development today is with our free 30-day LinkedIn masterclass. Now, at the time of this recording, the live masterclass is coming to an end, but that doesn't mean that it's over. You can learn more and see what else we have in store even after the live event is over by visiting usvetwealth.com forward slash LinkedIn. So if you're looking to improve your LinkedIn profile and your personal branding online overall, once again, check out our website, usvetwealth.com forward slash LinkedIn. Last but not least, I'm excited to share that for season three of Holding Down the Fort, I will be looking for a co-host to join me. So if you are an avid fan of the show, if you've been following our episodes and you have gained a lot of value from listening to our guests, consider getting involved. Shoot me an email, jen at holdingdownthefortpodcast.com to schedule a time for us to get acquainted. I'm most interested in hearing about how this show has really helped you and how you would like to add to the conversation for season three. All right, with that said, thank you so much for listening to my announcements. Now, please enjoy this next interview with Chandra Aduse and special guest, her son. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Holding Down the Fort. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And as always, I get to conduct amazing interviews with people in our military community. So I want to introduce you all to Chandra Aduse. Chandra Aduse is a senior managing partner of the Fempreneur Consultant. She's a Navy veteran and military spouse. Chandra, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Jen. Oh, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yes, I know when we were offline, you were saying that this is me time right now because yes. you are a mom of two. And I want to make this a time for you to just talk about yourself and <laughs> you know, really make it about you and just have a relaxing conversation with me. 
Yeah, no, I'm, let me put my feet up. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Now we just need wine and then we right. just be complete. <laughs> Why don't we start with just kind of sharing how we met? Because it's been about two years now, I think, since we've known each other. And I believe that we met in San Diego when my husband and I were there. And I forgot the name of the conference, but I do know that it was held by the San Diego Business Journal and the Rosie Network. Yes. So you are right. That was about two years ago. And so at the time, my daughter, she was almost two. Mm-hmm. And I decided, okay, now is a time where I can start going out and networking for my business at the time, which was for financial services. Mm-hmm. And so I get down there and I'm trying to talk to everyone and anyone and networking, right? And I remember Flossie Hall said, mm-hmm. you should go talk to Scott. I don't know who Scott is. <laughs> right. Okay, let me go find Scott. <laughs> right. My husband, by the way, in case the listeners are wondering. And so I sit at your table by chance and, you know, we hit it off. We had a great time. And I think yeah. that was the start of our like working collaboration, partnership, relationship. Yeah, for sure. No, it was great to meet you. And my husband was especially excited that you were, and correct me because I only know about like West Point, but you went to the Naval Academy. That's right. Oh my I gosh, did. Yeah. I, and so he, so he was all like, oh, cool. We both went to like a military school. <laughs> <laughs> it's so surreal. I mean, if you were to ask me, you know, hey, would you do it again? My answer is probably no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, why don't you tell us for for anyone, you know, because I think about like, you know, my dad, he just joined as enlisted. And so Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about that experience going to the Naval Academy. You know, for me, it was best experience going in, not knowing what to expect. Mm. And I think if I had to do it again, I'm thinking of it from this perspective where I'm now older and, you know, your body is a lot different Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from 18 to like 30 something. And so that is why I say I probably wouldn't be able to make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is but really it, funny. It was such a great learning experience. You know, your maturity level increases significantly. You become more independent. You learn how to handle difficult situations, and I'm actually very thankful for my time there. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, right around the time we were graduating, our classmates were having a tough time finding a job, and then the recession hit in 2008. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being in the military was a blessing, really a blessing during one of the hardest economical times in our country. Yeah, no, that's incredible. And I mean, I graduated college a couple years later in 2011, and Mm -hmm. I just remember that time when all my friends were struggling to find jobs. And so, and this is why I think my mom and my relatives would always try to encourage me to join the military at that time, because they would say, oh, it's stable, it has benefits. And, you know, you're a prime example of that in a time where employment was so difficult. You know, you were very fortunate to have found employment with the military. Right. We were also like the first class that had gone through all four years post 9-11. So when we entered in 2001, you know, the military was enjoying a period of almost zero, you know, unrest Mm -hmm. in the world. And then 9-11 happened and now you're a freshman preparing to go to war after Mm -hmm. you graduate. So it was a pretty interesting time, right? 
the Naval Academy taught me how to value being in the present, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's so important as a mom now, as a business owner, to really be present. Because if you think about the future, you know, you can really get stressed out. So right. sometimes focusing on the present really helps you align, you know, where you want to be with your business and how you want to show up on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, very well said. Well, Chandra, why don't we fast forward to today? And for people that are getting to know you for the first time, I know that you are in a new industry now or in a different industry from when we first met. But yeah, why don't you share a snapshot of your life today, particularly what keeps you excited and busy nowadays? Well, what keeps me really busy nowadays is my two kids. I have a <laughs> almost four-year-old and a nine-month-old. And so when COVID-19 hit, all the schools and my childcare shut down. And I was like, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Says every parent. <laughs> right. Right. Like, you know, you take care of to a certain point and then you can, you can take in the school. Right. Right. So that was was no longer an option. And, you know, at first I would call the teachers almost every week and tell them how much I love them, how important they were. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I get it now. Thank you. I I mean, the patience you have, you know, teacher. Wow. (laughs) But you know, like in anything, like being a military spouse, being a veteran, you step up and you realize, okay, well, this isn't going to end anytime soon. Mm -hmm. You know, let's figure out how we're going to manage our new normal. And I tell you, schedules for everything (laughs) are the only way I can get by. I mean, my kids know, even the nine-month-old knows that right around 1 p.m., it's quiet time. Mm. And you guys are all going to take at least two hours to rest your little cells while mom, you know, manages her business. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That's good. You're teaching them healthy boundaries at a very early age. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I think that's actually really powerful to set that early on because, you know, you definitely hear about those helicopter moms where they feel like they have to be involved in everything and they have to, you know, be hands like, like a hundred percent hands on with their kids. And so I think it's really healthy for you to say to them, like, okay, between this time, these timeframes, this is mom's time you all have to figure out what to do with yourselves, whether it's take a nap or play with toys, but this is mom's time and you don't bother mom within this time frame. Right. You know, my mom was a really good mentor in that aspect because when I had my first, you know, with the first, you, you, you tend to hover, right? Mm. This is the first, this is your first baby. You have no clue what you're doing. And I remember one time my mom was over to help out and my daughter was playing by herself. Hmm. And I was like, oh, I have to go play with her, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want her to feel like she's abandoned. My mom was like, leave her alone. Let Mm. her play with herself. And it it turns out it's actually a developmental milestone that a child can develop their own imagination and play with themselves, right? If I was to hover and try to play with her, she would have missed out on that ability to, you know, be okay with her own self and her own imagination, Well, Chandra, yeah, thank you for sharing just a little snapshot of your life today. Let's go ahead and dive into what we really want to talk about. And so I just think that, you know, first of all, your professional background is really impressive. You went to the Naval Academy, you served, you're a veteran, and right now your husband is serving and you are a military spouse, but you're also a mompreneur. And I think that's a lot to juggle. (laughs) It's a a lot to do. And, And just like what you said, though, you know, scheduling is everything. So it sounds like I think everything you've been through is really 
kind of prepared you for this time, especially at the time of this recording with the pandemic and, and all the uncertainty that's happening. Right. You make it sound like I just have everything together. (laughs) Um, And you know, (laughs) I try to do that for my guests though. I want them to realize, (laughs) to say the least, especially moms, especially moms, because I'm not a mom. So I feel like I'm always going to hold moms on a pedestal because I could just only imagine, because it's one thing to have yourself organized, but then you have to have your, you have to organize your kids. And then there's the husband, you know, if you have a husband, you know, like it's just, it just seems like a lie. And I appreciate you kind of acknowledging like, okay, well you make me sound perfect, but (laughs) I mean, any mom knows like there are things that just fall off the table, right? Something's got to give, you know, cleaning up a home after two kids is a full-time job in and of itself. I'm running a business. I'm keeping two humans alive. I'm helping my husband when I can. Something's got to give. So sometimes it's the housework. Sometimes it's cooking. Sometimes we will eat out. We will go get Mm Chick-fil-A and say, look, mommy put it on a plate and prepared it for you. (laughs) There you go. go. She provided. (laughs) Right. I think the way we're able to, you know, get the schedules and it's just prioritizing things. What are my top three things? Some days it's what is the most important thing I need to get done today. And then allowing myself the grace that, you know what, it's just not all going to happen. Eventually it will, but you know, it won't all happen at the same time. And I think COVID has let me feel has let me release that guilt that I felt that things were falling by the wayside. Mm. No, for sure. You pointed out something. I was going to ask you a question about, you know, planning ahead and scheduling. And it sounds to me that at least, you know, given current times, it sounds like the best way to plan is day by day. Does that sound about right for you? For personal, I actually like to plan by the week Mm -hmm. because now that we're at home with two kids, I'm also my daughter and my son's teacher. But oh my goodness. <laughs> right? Like she still has to learn some ABCs. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so for me, planning by the week for personal works a lot better. And also for my business, you know, planning out the month. That way I, you know, I'm never caught off guard, so to speak. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it pays to be proactive for sure. Mm. Now yeah. there are times, there are times, let's be honest, there are times when that just doesn't happen. Oh, hey we have there. A, we have one of them. He's awake. <laughs> he didn't get the memo. So we're going to, luckily this isn't a, a video or else we, we would have our hands full. Oh, for sure. And if anything, my editor can help us unless you don't mind, you know, having him on in the background as we do this interview. I don't mind at all. It, this is real, y'all. This is really happening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's actually, yeah, this is, you know, this is how we manage it. Sometimes you just include them in on it. I did a video about, you know, for other mompreneurs the other day about selling, right? Mm-hmm. And how to make selling feel less awful, right? Mm-hmm. When you're in a business, right? One of the hardest things for women-owned businesses is to sell. And there's a way to sell without selling. And as I'm talking about this on my video, you know, I asked the audience, like, who here feels doesn't like selling? And I raised my hand. And then sure enough, my baby boy raises his hand too. And you just kind of, you just kind of include them in on it. (laughs) that, That is so cute. I love it. Well, Chandra, I know that when we first met, you were in financial services and 
And now you're focused more on helping women in business today and especially mompreneurs. And I feel like it sounds obvious already considering that you are a mom, but what really inspired you to make the shift from financial services to, you know, being a, a fempreneur consultant today? Honestly, it was the pandemic. I had an opportunity to just sit and be still for about a week when mm. things were unfolding and happening rapidly. And I realized, what is my passion? What am I really passionate about? Right. I'm good at helping people with their finances, but is that something that I'm really passionate about? And I just realized that what gave me the most happiness was helping people grow their business. Mm. And that was something that I had been doing in corporate America, but, you know, haven't explored the opportunity to help small businesses. And towards the end of March, you know, they came out with SBA emergency loans for mm -hmm. businesses that were impacted. And I started helping other businesses navigate that process. Like how could they get their loan from SBA, the PPP loans and the EIDL. And I helped a few businesses with that process. And, you know, they started asking me more questions about, hey, how can I create more efficiencies here? Long story short, it just grew organically to help these businesses grow and scale in a meaningful and impactful way that could continue to help them benefit their community mm -hmm. uh, and provide jobs. So that's where I'm actually really passionate about is helping other moms navigate this. I'm blessed with the ability to think on a lot of different planes, even with the craziness that is managing children in the background. And I right. you know for a lot of women who are managing their business and kids at the same time, it gets a little hairy and the things that you want to accomplish, you know, start to fall by the wayside because, you know, we get overwhelmed. We don't have enough resources to help us with that. And so I would like other business owners, you know, I'm that resource for other mompreneurs. Yeah. Right. In order to grow your business, you need to get comfortable with delegating tasks or growing a team to help you reach that next goal. And so that's where my business comes in is that we help other mompreneurs, you know, grow to be big businesses. Mm. I think that's really awesome. And I remember when you were doing financial services, you were primarily focused on businesses. So it's just really awesome to see how you've evolved and uh, how the pandemic really had inspired you, you know, to talk more and focus more on helping mompreneurs build their businesses. I know that you had already provided some resources to your community from the SPA. I'm curious, though, with the people that you started to work with, with fellow mompreneurs, what do you feel like are the common issues that mompreneurs experience that you feel like you've had the opportunity to help them with? That's a great question. One of the most common things that I see is imposter syndrome. I'm yeah. dealing with a lot of super accomplished women. These women are fantastic. You know, I look up to them and in the back of their mind, they think that what they're doing may not be good enough or they're worried that somebody will call them out and say that they're not good enough. Mm. And I just think for how much they've accomplished and their business, you know, that's such a disservice to who they are as a person and their mission. Yeah. And so we work on mindset and how to, you know, control those negative thoughts and turn them into something that's more positive and more productive. The other thing that we work on 
is, you know, some folks are unaware of the different types of revenue streams that they have within their business. Mm. And so we look at, here you go. And we look at growing those. <laughs> I, I love hearing him, by the way. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I got something to say too. I got to give advice to these moms too. <laughs> right, right, right. He, he has a lot to say. He has a lot to say. And um, yeah. we're here for it, right? Right. <laughs> so, you know, helping them grow and generate revenue as well for the different things within their business. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's two of the three things that I primarily deal with, imposter syndrome, helping them expand their business. And they're, for my folks that are just considering going into business for themselves, we help them complete their incorporation filings mm. and also help them map out how they can get their idea into a profitable business. Awesome. No, that's all incredible. And I think the mindset thing is absolutely the most important thing. And, you know, you're not the first person that has brought that to my attention. Even I have had the imposter syndrome. And I feel like whenever I have an opportunity to talk with other women in business, that is like the number one thing that comes up. And I kind of feel like I've come to this place where it's like, oh, well, we all seem to have the imposter syndrome. So let's just laugh about it and show up anyway. <laughs> let's right. just do it anyway. Show up. That's right. Just show up. I promise you, if you show up, nobody's going to call you out. Yeah, for sure. I'm really glad that we talk about that just because it is such a common thing. And it just makes me wonder though, like, why do we think that? Like, why do women think or struggle with the imposter syndrome to begin with? You know, I think a lot of it is cultural. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in our parents' generation, they were told to be super women, mm-hmm. right? Right. 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 They, they can be, you can have it all is what people have said. Mm-hmm. You can be the working mom. You can have the 2.5 kids. I never understood that ratio. Like what's a 0.5 <laughs> child. You can have the <laughs> a happy spouse dinner on the table every night at 6 PM. I mean, that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And so now our generation, well, we saw the perception, right? My mom was a working mom, you know, three kids dinner on the table every night at 6 PM from what mm-hmm. I remember from my childhood. And now you know, I'm not living up to that measurement. I'm not living mm-hmm. up to that metric. So right. then there's something that I must not be doing correctly. And then those doubts, those, those seeds of I'm not good enough, you know, they translate very quickly to imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're Catholic like me, then you have that guilt associated with it. Right. So now you're, now you're guilty. <laughs> And you feel like an imposter. <laughs> I totally know what you mean with that Catholic guilt. I totally yeah. agree you on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- you know, thank you for painting that picture. And I think when women and moms see that, you know, I hope that they realize like, okay, like this is, this is our reality. And you know what? It's absolutely okay. Like our mom's standard or how they lived doesn't mean that that has to be our standard, you know, yeah. and we don't have to live up to that plus more. Right. And it doesn't mean that you're less than if you're not living to that standard, you know, Right, because when you try to do it all, then that starts to erode your mental health too. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I look at the ability to do it all is not necessarily a good thing, Mm -hmm. you know, so at times it might be necessary, but it's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Chandra, this was such an amazing conversation so far. And I feel like, you know, it's one thing to be a mom 
and to have kids and to have a business. But I also think it's another thing to be a military spouse, you know, and be a mom and have a business. And so for the military spouses that are listening to the show and they want to have a business or they do have a business, but maybe they're struggling, like, what do you want to say to that military spouse? Earlier I said, you know, I I plan out my week my personal week, you know, by the week, and I plan out my business by the month. But as far as the emotional strain of being a military spouse, that is day by day. Sometimes that is, you know, minute by minute. And you really have to have your goals front and center, right? You know, I have my goals on sticky notes on my mirror. So when I wake up and I brush my teeth, I can see it in the mirror. Mm. You know, I have my personal goals. I have my business goals. I have my goals for my kids. And you just want to keep that in the forefront. Like what is the most important thing for you and your family? You know, no matter how many moves you're growing through, like right now, Mm. our family is gearing up to move overseas. And with my husband being stationed in another state, I am the person that has to pack up the house and move it. So, (laughs) so when you, so it is literally some days it's day by day as far as, you know, keeping your sanity, but then have that goal in mind and, and reaching out to other people that are in a position to help you. So if you're thinking about going into business for yourself, reach out to another military spouse that might already be in business for herself and say, how did you do it? Like, what are some tips you could give me? Start building your network because the most successful people aren't successful alone, Mm. right? There's a team of, there's a team of people in place. There's a whole network of family, friends, and colleagues that have helped them get to where they need to be. So if you're lost, if you don't know which way to go, if you're just struggling to carve out the mental space to even think about building a business, then start building your network, start building your tribe, your family that's going to help you be successful. Yeah, that's so powerful, Chandra. Uh, I'm going to say it again because I just thought it was so powerful when you said that the most successful people are not successful alone. And I think that's very important to remember. And I think for the military spouse, military family journey, it's easy to feel isolated and to feel alone. And so I appreciate you sharing that and reminding our listeners that you're not alone and hence why we have the show so that you can pay attention or hear about the resources and the community that is available for you should you not have someone in your immediate network. Chandra, with that said, I I think we had such an incredible conversation today. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your background, where you are in life today. I'm glad we were able to catch up on a personal level (laughs) as well. And I feel like I was able to learn from you as well, being reminded that despite current events, to always be present in your life and act accordingly and plan ahead as far as you can, whether it's a a week, a month, or even moment by moment, especially with your feelings. (laughs) Right. So Chandra, for people that want to learn more about the Fempreneur Consultant and the work that you're doing today, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, Jen, they can hop on my website. My little man's been there himself. It's <laughs> com. You know, they can peruse the website. They can set up a free consultation. We can, you know, just chat about, you know, what are some goals that they have for themselves and, you know, map them out. Awesome. I love it. And I just want to give a shout out to your son for joining us today as well. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Chandra. And to our listeners, we hope that today's episode gave you one more piece of knowledge, resource, or relevant story so you can continue to make confident and informed decisions for you and your family. With that said, we look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. 